0: Good evening everyone, broadcasting live April 7th, today's quote, it's actually got quite a bit in it, even though it's a simple message, this is from the Itibuttaka, The Buddha says, even should one sankarne j even if one should the corner of my robe gahitva grasp, take hold of, even if one having taken hold of the corner of my robe, pithito pithito anubandho asa should follow after me piti do follow behind my back like one after the other pade pade padang padang, padang ni kipanto uh, stepping in my footsteps Putting down his feet in my footsteps. So literally getting about, just about as close as he could to the Buddha. Following him everywhere. So Chahoti, and if he is Abhijalu. Ambhija, with craving, with great desires. Full of desires. With sharp, extreme lust for sensuality. With a mind full of ill will. A mind of ill will. Angry at other people. Hating other people with only bitter thoughts for others. Paduttha manasangpo, corrupted, with corrupted mental formations, so thoughts that are corrupted, thinking to harm others and to manipulate others and to oppress and. Uh, Abuse others. Mutha' With confused mindfulness. Confused uh, recognition or reaction. Reacting to things in a confused way, without wisdom, without clarity. When things arise, reacting based on uh, dark, like being in the dark. Based on habit, based on ignorance. So it gives rise to greed and anger. Asampajano, without full comprehension. Ah, without sang full. Well, sang is like comprehensive, but is full. Ja is knowledge. Yeah, without full knowledge. Asamahito without concentration or focus, without level-headedness, so disturbed if their mind is not impartial, objective, able to see things as they are. as I said there's a lot in here because it looks like a simple quote, but each of these words has a very important meaning to them. So, what does that mean? It's just more desire, no? We a wandering mind, confused mind. We banta, we to roam, to stray. We banta with a wandering mind, the mind that doesn't stay focused, mind that goes hither and thither, thinking about this and that pakatindriyo with unguarded untrained sort of -of run-of-the-mill maybe it doesn't mean that but pakatindriyo can mean ordinary but here it means unguarded or untrained senses so the senses are our doors by which we experience things uh, but the problem is we don't just experience things, we react to them. Right? So this is untrained. We, we, we are based on habit and memory and experience. We react to every little thing in, in a very specific way that often is a cause for great suffering for us. And others. A cause for bad, bad karma. So all of these things so this imagine this person holding on to the buddha's coattails so to speak walking in his footsteps but he's got all these things he's full of greed has many many desires has has craving or lust for sensuality has ill will has a corrupt corrupted thoughts mental activity Confused is uh, with a muddled awareness without comprehension and understanding, without focus or samahito, without this kind of balanced, calm mind, vibhanta tito, with wandering mind and with untrained faculties. So what about him? What about her? Atakoso Arakawa, such a person. Well, such a person. Arakawa may hung is very far to from me. May to me. I say far away from me. Is as though very far from me. Ahanchatasa and me, from him or her. Taṅgi hetu, what's the cause of that? Tamanhi so bhikkave bhikkuna pasati For the dhamma bhikkhus that bhikkhu, that monk doesn't see. They don't see the dhamma. Dhammang apasanto namang pasati Not seeing the Dhamma, they don't see me. So the meaning here is that in two ways, um, having all those things is a sign, of course, of not seeing the Dhamma. It's really sort of the definition of not seeing the Dhamma because seeing the Dhamma is, is to see things as they are and to live life uh, impartially, objectively, wisely and all of these things are not that but also the way of explaining it is that these things stop us from seeing truth these get in the way you can't see the Dhamma if you have all of these things maybe you live with the Buddha is why Ajahn Tong said. My teacher said, because he's very famous, you know, and in Thailand, or fairly famous in Thailand, and uh, I guess now he's very, very famous. But um, everyone coming to visit him, thousands of people on his birthday, just pouring in, and uh, so he said, "Well, I'm going to see." noble people going to see going to live with them or or you know even uh, wait on them or care for them or you know attend to them as their student and as their attendant Uh, uh, it's not the same as becoming a noble one yourself it's a simple thing to say but it's one of those quotes that so got published and passed around So, this is an important quote and an important sort of teaching in the context of religion because a lot of people end up doing that. They think that by associating with good people, that's enough. And you know, the Buddha did say that associating with good people is the whole of the holy life. But the thing about it is that wise people tend to say things like this they say, you know, look, it's not about following me around, it's about changing yourself. And of course, the great thing about associating with wise people is that they teach these things. They push you to become a better person. They don't let you walk around uh, holding on to their robes. And then there's the idea about being far and being near to the Buddha which kind of has uh, greater implications um, in terms of the idea of space and the the concept of reality what is real we think of uh, We think of space as being important, location being important, when in fact it's really just a part of the uh, the impression that we have of things. Someone on Facebook today, one, an old friend from high school, he posted, he said, uh, what was it? Uh, my, there's nothing wrong with my brain The anxiety I'm experiencing is just a reflection of all the things that are messed up in the world. And I replied and I said, the problem is that the world is all in your brain. Because it's really true, you know, I mean, it's not even in the mind. The the mind gets everything from the brain which um, projects everything and creates things. Like they did a study that said, when you look at something, you don't look at the whole object. So we think in the room around us, there's all these objects that we're seeing. But in fact, we only see very small bits of it. Only We only see enough to be able to create create the picture in our minds. And they did studies, that they did tests on people that they were able to trick them uh, into not being able to see something on the pictures. They changed something, but you couldn't see it. Because you weren't actually seeing the picture, you weren't actually seeing. The light was on. Is only uh, 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 the, uh, the 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 impetus or the the, or the spark that that then the instigation I guess, that uh, leads the mind to create the image. Anyway, the point of, and how that relates is. Um, the world is really all in our heads, all in our minds, I guess you'd have to say. And uh, so this is how, I mean, this kind of theory, right? Of some people would challenge it and say that's not true. The world does exist out there, whether we experience it or not. But um, under this theory, you know, the idea of the mind being, being prim- primary, mm-hmm. Um, this is how the whole idea of rebirth and, and karma works because we create these experiences we create these existences and so it's how we, we understand our relationships with others why we're, why we're uh, brought into contact with the people around us people who we meet in, in life Because we see this, we, we see with them, or we see them, we see in the same way as them. And so to be close to the Buddha, the only way to be close to the Buddha is to see in the way he sees, to see things the way he sees them. Because the way you see things, the way you look at things, the way you react to things, that's the whole of who you are. That's what makes you who you are. It's what determines your life, your future. So really that's all we're doing in, in meditation, is learning to see things the way the Buddha saw things, which is as they are. Why we call him the Buddha is because he awoke to things as they are, or he came to understand things as they are. We claim that we don't see things as they are, we, we react to them. I mean, we see things as they are, of course, but we do much more than that. As soon as you see something as it is, you, you get lost in how you want it to be or how you want it not to be, what you think of it, what it makes you think of, caught in the past, future. Not seeing things as they are. And because we don't see that we can't see the Buddha. It's like very far from the Buddha, whether we're right next to him. And then he says, Yojana Sate Chep a Suppose a bhikkhu monk oh monk, suppose there was a monk uh, living a hundred hundred yojana. Just like a league, hundred yojana is like sixteen kilometers or something, I don't know. Hundred yojana, hundred far distances. So jahoti and then he is not not any of those things. So it's, Anabijalu, not with many desires. Kamesu natibasara go. Actually, I'm not sure which one the Kamesu goes with. Anabijalu Kamesu. Maybe it's that way. Uh, Not with many desires in regards. No, I think it's the other way. Kamesu natibasara go. Not. with sharp lust with strong lust in regards to sensuality abiyapan abiyapana citto panancitto without uh, without ill will apadurthamana sankapo with uncorrupted mental formations uppadida sati with Established mindfulness. With a mind that is is able to grasp things. The way of grasping, the way you say in English, we use the word grasp in two ways. Because if you grasp something, it means you understand it. Not like grasping something, like grasping onto something or grasping for something, grasping in general. When you grasp something means you understand it and that's what we do in the meditation every moment trying to grasp it just for a moment just grasp that seeing and you grasp it and you say ah yes that's seeing instead of saying that's good that's bad that's me that's mine and so on Sampajano, fully comprehending or full awareness Full knowledge, full and right knowledge, Samahito, well balanced or well focused, Ekangajito, with one point with a one pointed mind. Sanghutindryo with trained and restrained senses. Atakoso santi keva That person is as though in my presence. Ahanchatasa. And me in his. Tangi sehetu, which is the cause. Tamang hi so bhikave For that monk sees the Dhamma. Dhammang pasanto mang pasati. Seeing the Dhamma, he sees me. There you go. That's the Dhamma for tonight. Does anyone have any questions? I think I won't make you come on the Hangout. I'll just, we'll go back to text questions. You know what I was thinking? What we could do is instead of like doing questions and videos about their answers, is we could set up some kind of page where people could vote on topics, and just like one word topics. And do a video on this, and people could vote on it. And I could do a video on, to- on certain topics. Maybe that would work well. Someone has to make such a page. If there's any questions? I'll take text questions tonight. At Those of you over at YouTube, you um, have to find our meditation page, and they have to be live. Unfortunately, I'm not going to go digging back through the past chat. And find com- dead comments. uh about new york huh well i posted some events on you on facebook so i I shared some events that were shared with me so uh, i think that's what you got to do is go to those events let me see there's a april 16th event at Rockaway Beach, 90-16 Rockaway Beach Boulevard. Right, 11693 Rockaway Beach, Queens. It's at 3 p.m. on April 16th. I don't know. I mean, I'm just getting these as you guys are, so. I didn't plan any of this. And then I'm doing a neon meditation, 7 p.m., at Light Bright Neon, 232 3rd Street, number C, 102, Brooklyn. That's April 19th, 7pm. I think like 16th and 17th, uh, 17th and 18th, there's other stuff that I'm not actually, I'm I'm not actually the teacher all these days, I don't know, because these are the only ones I got. 16th, 19th and uh, the 20th, I don't know, but the 21st, um, that's Dharma Punks, I think. No? Maybe. Yeah, Dharma Punks in Manhattan. Don't know, We have to find the Dharma Punks uh, place. Oh, Lila Yoga Dharma and Wellness, that's the place, I think. And then April 22nd, uh, Fort Greene, Brooklyn. The Lucky Lotus Yoga and Vegan Cafe. These are all on my page now, so you can go look at them. Oh, is the mind so powerful and yet so i think you're trying to say naive naive is not spelt that way but that's okay i think you're saying naive um well powerful doesn't mean that uh it's in control of the power right the mind is not in control of its own power that's really the problem um And powerful doesn't mean good. <clears throat> so the mind ends up... I mean, the mind can be very wise, no And the mind can be very sm- uh, smart, clever, and so on. but it can also be very naive, so it twists itself up, self up and uh, ends up creating its own, creating problems for itself. Because it has no direction. What the mind lacks is training. Training is a very specific thing. uh, the, The mind that is just going randomly is very unlikely to even think about training itself. As most, so as a result, you see that most of us don't think of training ourselves. I mean, I really didn't. I was looking, I went to Asia looking for wisdom, looking for insight, but didn't think I'd have to work for it. Most people don't. Most people who come to meditate don't even think of it as work. They think, yeah, meditation, that'll you know, be like a pill I can swallow and I'll just be, I'll sit down on my mat and poof, I'll be happy, Right. And they're like, oh crap, this is tough. Uh, a lot of people don't like the meditation that I teach when I first teach it. You can't teach this to everyone. Not everyone's going to appreciate it. I'm sure that'll be the case in New York. There'll be many people who are not very happy about what I'm teaching. I mean, they won't say it, but it won't stick with most people. So people want comfort. They want an escape. It's hard to get people to grow up and learn to look learn, learn to look at their problems. Now, that's maybe harsh language, but I don't mean I, I tried you know, don't take that too hard and let's not be too critical but it really is the case we I'm not you know, condescending or looking down on such people I mean I was the same and we're, we're all in this position where we just we have to grow up you know we have to start really taking the bull by the horns and stop running away and stop fooling ourselves. And that we're gonna be able to just ignore the problems and they, we're gonna escape our problems. And we have to really, you know, facing your problems is the hardest thing. Anyway, kind of went off on tangent there, but uh, the mind is just complex, I suppose and as a result it kind of does it to itself right and uh, it's like the ocean is powerful I suppose you could say but most of the time the ocean doesn't you know doesn't do anything you say the ocean is powerful what the heck does that mean you go to the ocean Ooh, ah it's not doing anything powerful right but then you have a tsunami right or you have a hurricane and then you see the power of the ocean When the ocean is in its natural state, the mind in its natural state is diffuse. It's uh, full of contradictions that that use up all its energy. So, if you uh, when you train your mind, you have all this energy that's very powerful, but you have to concentrate it. I'm, an, I'm not sure if you're an English native speaker, but the, word grow, the words grow up in English, it's an idiom. It doesn't mean get older. It means uh, stop being juvenile, stop being immature. It has nothing to do with age. Grow up means uh, stop being immature. Anyway, if that's all, I'll say goodnight. I've still got stuff. This Sunday we're having a um, storytelling. Some of you know about the storytelling thing we're having on Sunday at the Spectator Auditorium. If any of you are local, you're welcome to come on over. I'll be telling a story from the Jataka about a bird. It's the one I told in Second Life recently, I think. It's about a bird... uh, bird that stays by its tree, stays in its tree even after the tree kind of dries up, dies and it stays there out of gratitude to the tree um, the story, the the, this, the event is about relating um, religion to the environment because there's the issues of climate change, so it's how do our religions relate and deal with climate change and relate to the environment and protection of the environment so the moral of this story is about um contentment really which is buddhism's probably the best uh, way that buddhism relates to environmental protection and so on is um not being greedy and not taking more than is uh, appropriate that kind of thing not going to seek out and and to be and also to be appreciative so uh, the idea of appreciating the environment this bird stays with the tree and appreciates it um, and is content with it so it's, a, it's about the Buddha tells the story to a monk who runs who gets kind of upset because uh, a village burns down so you're staying and depending on this village for his for the rains retreat and the village burnt down, I think, and so uh, he didn't. It was very hard for him to get food, and so he told us the Buddha, and the Buddha said, "Oh, you know, don't just go buy food. Food isn't a good indicator. When you get the requisites, that's not a good indicator of what a good place is. If uh, if you if you can meditate well there, you should stay there." mean then he told the story of this bird that stayed with this tree because it was, it had, it was content, uh, even when the tree died. Anyway, it's a little bit longer than I, you have to hear me tell the story, but uh, it's just a simple thing. So I got to prepare for that kind of, and then I got two exams next week, and then I'm done. And then off to New York. Uh, and then it's already almost May and then in May we've got one event the Buddha's birthday in Mississauga and then in June I'm off to Asia for a month and then back here for the rains lots of people interested in coming to meditate all the way into like November which is a bit awkward because I can't think that far ahead Um, I mean, because in the past I've had trouble thinking far ahead, now it seems pretty stable, so maybe we can start tentatively accepting long-term reservations. I'm just hesitant to do so because plans change, the future is uncertain. I could end up moving back to Asia or something. Not likely. I think we can start to be a little more accepting of future plans of this sort these days um, but we maybe need a bigger place maybe we have to start thinking about finding a bigger house in the area I know it's not nice to have to move but this house really isn't I mean it's fairly big it's just not well laid out for a meditation center their houses and close to the university that have like six bedrooms because they're, they were built and they were renovated to house students so you're trying to fit as many students in a house as you can which you know, kind of fits our situation we got six bedroom houses that are you know, fairly reasonable we should maybe talk about that anyway anyway that's all for tonight thank you guys Thanks for coming out. Have a good night.